In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. In today's epistle, Hebrews, uh, we get part of what's known as the Hall of Faith, instead of the Hall of Fame, that by faith, this person and that person did this great feat. And what we see in today's epistle is the importance and the power of faith. The importance and the power of faith. Earlier in chapter 11, uh, St. Paul, or someone under the tutelage of St. Paul, writes, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. We cannot live the Christian life. We cannot thrive in life, period. We cannot be Christian in any meaningful sense without faith. As the great theologian and musical prophet George Michael made clear in the early 80s, you gotta have faith. All right, the joke's still working. Gen Xers and younger boomers got that one. So faith is important. But what is faith? Faith is belief. Yes, it's firm belief. It is a theological virtue by which we believe all that God has made known through Jesus Christ, through the scriptures, to his church. And this is, belief is an essential part of faith. God says in Hebrews, again, that without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So faith includes necessarily belief that God exists and belief in the truths that he has made known. But faith is more than that. There's a difference, and we, I think we can make this distinct distinction in English. There's a difference in believing about and believing in. And we understand this in different spheres of life, pretty much every other sphere of life except the religious sphere. We all want our family, our friends, to believe in us. Does that mean we want them to believe that we exist? We want them to believe in us. James teaches us uh, in his epistle that demons believe God exists. Demons are monotheist theologically, but do demons have faith? No. Why? Because they are bereft of trust, of loyalty, of love. Faith in Christ is loyalty to Christ. Faith in Christ is trust in Christ. On June 30th, 1859, Monsieur Charles Brondon, in front of a crowd of tens of thousands of people, became the first person to cross Niagara Falls on a tightrope. 
is the first. So that means other crazy people <laughs> did the same thing at one point. The rope was 1,300 feet long, but only two inches in diameter. Amazing feat that Brondon performed in various and sundry ways an estimated 300 times. There's a story that on one occasion, after crossing over, he saw a man enthusiastically cheering him on. And he asked him, Sir, do you think that I could carry you across the Niagara Falls in a wheelbarrow? The man replied, Yes. Then get in, Brondon replied. The man, as you probably guessed, declined. However, one day, and there's a great article about this on the Smithsonian website chronicling this guy's life and career. One day, Brondon did carry a man across the Niagara. His manager, a man by the name of Harry Calcord. And therein, by way of analogy, lies the difference between believing about and believing in, between mere rational assent, I know X, Y, and Z to be true, and faith. Faith includes embodied action. At the beginning of Hebrews 11, Scripture says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mere intellectual assent cannot make sense of that verse or the rest of the chapter. As one commentary noted of verse 1, this is not so much a definition of faith as it is a description of how faith works, especially during hard times. In Hebrews 11, the faith, that is, the faithfulness, the loyalty, the actions of the Old Testament saints are recounted. And this is meant, its rhetorical function is to spur us on. If those who were waiting on the promise of Jesus, whose hope in their lifetime went unfulfilled, if they were able to endure temptation, hardship, suffering, persecution, how much more us who have received Christ, who have received the promises of the Father but through Christ by the Spirit. So there's a difference between us and them, but there's also the argument in here is that we're in a similar, a similar situation as well. Because though we have the King, Jesus, He has come. He is with us. We have not yet received the fullness of of his kingdom. Put another way, brothers and sisters, we're not home yet. We are on a journey. We are still in our race towards the prize, which is the age to come. Blessed union with God in the age to come. Those who we read of in Hebrews 11 had an unshakable faith in hopes of inheriting that unshakable kingdom.
kingdom. They were faithful. They endured. And we, in our own day, need to run our race with endurance to follow them as they followed Christ, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And that's part of, you guys get to hear this every All Saints Tide, that's part of the ministry of the communion of saints, to serve as godly examples, to be a source of inspiration and encouragement. So brothers and sisters, are we going to be like those of whom the world was not worthy? Or are we just going to be worldly? But you might object and say, and people do, that you can't really draw encouragement from the saints. Or you can't relate to them. Well, they lived so long ago. Life was different. They, they seem superhuman. I mean, these are biblical figures. These are men and women of great faith. I can't relate to them. They're different. They're in a different class of human being than me. And they were great men and women of faith. But many of them were deeply flawed. And this is where it really helps to know your Bible. When you're reading through that list, you might be surprised at some of the people who are inducted into the hall of faith. Rahab, an Old Testament saint, she wasn't even an Israelite. That mattered under the Old Covenant, did it not? No, she wasn't an Israelite. She didn't have the familial, the social, or the moral pedigree that you would expect of an Old Testament saint. She was a Canaanite prostitute. Salmon. Not salmon. Salmon, they swim upstream like we should as Christians in the world. <laughs> Just work it in there. Samson. Samson. No Boy Scout. Boisterous, imp impulsive, needlessly violent, even for a warrior. Proud. What does God hate more than it? Pride. Pride's the cardinal sin. Jephthah, you may not be familiar with him. He makes the list. He was a judge in Israel before the time of the monarchs. Well, Jephthah made this foolish, hasty vow to God. He said, God, I'm going to give you the sacrifice to you the next thing that walks out of the door of my house. And the next thing that walked out of his house was his daughter. He follows through with the vow. Sacrifices his daughter. Nevertheless, God took these flawed people and redeemed them. He used them mightily. As St. Augustine said, and if you know anything about St. Augustine, he had a pretty spicy biography. <laughs> he said, every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. It doesn't, it, it does matter because Jesus died to forgive us of our sins. But no matter what you've done, the mistakes that you've made, the flaws that you have, the weaknesses 
that you may feel are just inherent to your DNA. The suffering that you're, you've gone through or that you're going through. The Lord can give you the gift of faith. He's with you. He loves you. He can change and transform and redeem your life, redeem you from your sin, redeem your suffering and use it for good and instill you with the virtue of faith so that you may know him and that others may know him through you. But you may object further saying, yeah, they were really messed up. They made some big mistakes. I mean, think about David. We went through David last summer. David, a man after God's own heart, <laughs> committed adultery and then had the woman's husband killed. He said, yeah, I, I have flaws. I haven't done that. But they had great faith. And I don't. I don't have a lot of faith. My faith is barely hanging on. All you need. What does our Lord say? If you have faith, as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Well, you know what, Father Matt? I don't even have that. Well, then start with the father of the demon-possessed boy in Mark chapter 9. He said to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In other words, I want to believe, but I need your help, God, in order that I may. Faith, brothers and sisters, is not, is not you in your own strength mustering up belief, loyalty, courage. Faith is a gift that we receive, it's the, it's, but it is a cooperation with the grace that we have in Jesus. We, we do have to because we have free will. We're made in the image of God. God doesn't force himself on us. He invites us to become what he made us to be. So we do have to desire faith. We have to be open to it. We need to ask for it. When Harry... Calcord was on Charles Brondon's back. He carried him on his back, his manager on his back. Crossing the Niagara. As you can imagine, Harry was scared. <laughs> Especially when he started to look down and around. And it got even scarier when he tried to help he tried to help Brandon by making, shifting his weight and making corrections. And at one point, out there on the tightrope above the Niagara, Brandon said to him, Look up, Harry. Look up. You are no longer Calcord. You are Blondin. Until I clear this place, be a part of me mind, body, and soul. If I sway, sway with me. Do not attempt to do any balancing yourself. If you do, we will both go to our death. I'm sure that sounded especially epic in French. 
faith is holding on to, clinging to, trusting in Jesus, letting him carry you. Not living life on your own terms, which is rebellion and pride. And not living life in your own strength, trying to make it balance and work on your own. But recognizing that you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. So you move when God moves you. You become an imitator of Jesus Christ. Life is perhaps like crossing the Niagara Falls, <laughs> crossing Niagara Falls, precarious. It's dangerous. It's difficult. We are beset by tempest, by wind and waves. And if we focus on that, remember when Peter went out and walked on water? When you focus on the circumstances, on the wind and the waves, you, like Peter, will sink. So brothers and sisters, let us, this morning and ever hereafter, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the one who will give us strength, the one who will carry us, the one who will reward our faith with his presence, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit be all honor, glory, and praise, world without end. Amen.